0: And a very good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to our Spiritualism Lyceum evening. A very warm welcome to our panel of guests who are very kindly giving up their time tonight to join in on this subject of Generations in Spiritualism. Sadly, Brian Robertson messaged earlier on today, he's feeling quite under the weather at the moment, so he has uh, stepped back from this time. So... We will send Brian all our healing thoughts and hope that he makes a quick recovery and be able to join us in the future sometime. So, without further ado, if we could start with the ladies first, please. Marion, a quick introduction from you to just let everybody know who you are.
1: Okay, good evening. Um, My name is Marion. I've been involved with spiritualism for 39 years. Um, my grandfather was a spiritualist and didn't say much about it but however we got involved with it uh, all, all that time ago. Um, I have been in circles gone back the years and then I came out of them and life took over and I had my family and I went back to um, sitting in circle again about 10, 12 years ago. So I've been working in platform on Moan for five years now. So I've come back into it again.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very much. Mary, my darling.
2: Yes, good evening, everybody. Hi, Lawrence. Uh, lovely to be here this evening. Um well as you can tell from my accent, I'm from Ireland. Um I work I've always worked as an artist. That was my main profession, but I also was always engaged with the spiritual aspect of my life. Um, growing up in in kind of an Irish countryside, always engaged with nature, with the angels, with the fairy energy and the spiritual energy. And it's just grown stronger and stronger for me over the years. Um, And I got involved with the circle here about 12 years ago. uh, And that really brought up my kind of skills and connection to spirit. And again, like Marion just said there, you know, you kind of dip in and you dip out, but eventually you're just pushed into it really like a spirit pushes you into do this work um, and I absolutely love it and you know I, I have a Reiki healing background as well and I work as an integrated energy therapist which is working with the angel energies as well as the psychic medium work so I just I love it all and it just you know it's something that was always there humming in the background but I think eventually You just have to engage with what your true nature is Um, and, you know, to allow the barriers to fall down and let, you know, encourage other people that have that ability to really engage with it and and to follow their heart. You know, that it is a safe and beautiful way to communicate with spirit and to help heal other people and give information that maybe somebody may, may not have access to, but it could make a massive difference in their lives and, you know, give enlightenment and healing and understanding for where they're at. So, I'm in that place now, working more and more in this area and, you know, very grateful to be part of this beautiful group. So thank you very much this evening to be here. I'm very, very happy. Thank you.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Mary. Ewan, sir.
3: Hello. Well, as I say, my name's Ewan. I think I kind of started around about the age of 18, now being 50-something. And it, it, like the others have said, it was it was kind of um, spirit, I think, kind of finds you. You have that way of, of finding people. Um, so I think they kind of found me at the age of 18. And it probably wasn't something I'd ever planned or really thought of. Strange things used to happen growing up, odd things. There was uh, I can say there was an intuition. Um, I, I had a love of the paranormal and still do. But I guess from the age of 18, it was the mediumship route that um, I, I really took and, and really kind of followed it ever since. And something in joy, and I think like the others have said as well, you know, it's, it's something that really doesn't, doesn't leave you. Um, it's a road that once you're on, you may dip in and out occasionally. But I, I do have this um, firm belief that, that that road finds us again and we come back onto that road. So that's really kind of my story. Brilliant. Thank you,
4: Ewan. Kyle. Hi. Well, my name is Kyle Anderson and my, my spiritual experiences started off at the age of four and when my ailment started at the age of six. I've had spirit with me most of my life, like a lot of REM sleep status experiences, but also seeing them, dream state, and also in the rooms and the wind and all the paranormal things. So, um, unfortunately, at 16, I shut it out and left it a few years after event. But by the time of 21 or 22, I was guided from the church, church for the first time, and that's from there. I'm now um, an novice, learning the ways and nurturing the gift that's being blessed by God, and that's about it for now.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very much, Carl. And last, but by no means least, Jamie, who's very kindly stepped in at the uh, 11th hour. Jamie, good evening. Oh,
5: good evening, and thank you for asking me, Lord. Um, yeah, well, I, I suppose I started getting interested in this when I was about 10 or 11. I um, had the philosophy most of my life. Um, I'm particularly interested in healing, when it works and when it doesn't. I'm interested in um, the nature of consciousness um, and, you know, what the, the part that it, within us that's, the, that's spirit uh, or even divine. Um, and um, for my sins, I'm now president of the Extra Spiritus Center um and and, um no i love it um i'm not a medium and that probably has sent me down the scientific route, which i think is incredibly important because it it, um it potentially um shows people that there is a scientific basis for all this as well um and uh, yeah i suppose that's that's about it i don't want to waffle on too much so uh, yeah
0: (laughs) wonderful thank you very much jamie uh, just to my panelists here, you, know, you will notice I'm just muting a few people because there's a yeah. couple of sound mm-hmm. issues. It's nothing personal. You are not being gagged or restrained. Uh, <laughs> it's just to over improve the overall experience for everybody. The generations in spirit, this is something I am so, so passionate about. Um, I came into spiritualism at 1976 to the cry of, we've got to get the younger people in the churches. And here we are today in 2021, and we hear the same process going on about attracting. So tonight, we'd just like to just talk about a few ideas, thoughts, uh, successes, failures, doesn't matter what, on how we can start to broaden the appeal of our spiritual churches spiritual centers or indeed if the consensus is they don't need broadening you know we're quite happy where we are so it's a purely open discussion um i'll start the ball rolling with the first topic of the evening and just say do we do we think overall that there is a Lack of appeal to certain generation groups in our spiritualist churches and centres. Who would like to kick off with that one? Marion?
1: Yes, uh-huh. If yeah. That's okay to speak. Um okay, yeah. I don't think there's an appeal for the younger people to come to the church. Um over the years with my involvement in it, um there wasn't a lot of kids here. Um, And I know in a few churches uh, I've been involved involved with, a lot of the congregation didn't like children to be there, the younger children, because maybe they were too noisy and maybe they weren't able to hear their messages coming across. And there was a few people complained about it, and I thought, what a shame, because that's where you have to start. You've got to start when they're young and... um, the majority of churches don't have a lot of kids. I used to take my youngest son there because um, I'm one of these people. I, I don't. It doesn't bother me what people say. Um, and I took him on a regular basis and that was fine. But at that particular time, my son was the only child there for a number of years. There was nobody else came. And I found that even till today, up until the times just now, still the same. There's, yeah. there's very little children appear in church, and, and, and this, I think you've got to start from, from a young age.
0: Yeah, and there is the, the knock-on effect of that. It's not only the children then that are absent from the church, it's the mums and dads. Yes. And yes. also their experience of going yeah. to a church and being discouraged is quite a negative first impression to put out there. And very much you, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody got any comments to say, Jamie and Ewan? If you just put your hands up, because brilliant. Thank you. I have got you on mute. There you go, I, Ewan.
3: I think as well in our churches, of course, there are the the regulations where children have got to be accompanied by by parents, um, and if the if a medium goes with a message, obviously the parents have got to be there as well. And I can understand that. The, the rights of that um so um you know um for, for children over a certain age to come through I can't remember the age whether it's 15 16 or something like that um but to not and i think the other thing about the the churches as well is that um when uh, demonstrations are advertised, and I think this has always been the case for a number of years. If you advertise something as a psychic night, you will get the numbers along. If you advertise something as a demonstration of mediumship, it's not quite. The, it doesn't seem to be quite the same. Um, And I often find that, so we're coming, you know, well, before lockdown, you know, I think that's why, you know, demonstrations, psychic nights in the pubs and things up and down the country and halls and things would bring a lot of people. A demonstration of mediumship within a church and centre wouldn't as much. And, you know, and and I I do feel that's, that's wrong. Um mediumship gives us the chance to hear from our loved ones um, from spirit and, and maybe again coming back to the younger generation that's trying to bring that message across and I do have to say I remember giving a reading to someone a few months back and it was a young person and she actually said she said I really want to know about my own future she said I, and this was our word she said I don't know many dead people hmm.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that is a that is a good point. Um Jamie and Mary have both got input here. So uh Jamie, sir, if we go with you first, no offense, Mary.
5: <laughs> okay, well a couple of things there. I, I agree with the, the the um the difficulty of the phrase demonstration and mediumship. Um there is a potential Painful problem there in 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 the legal side because this is why we've always called it a demonstration immediately because um, you have to put in demonstration um, so that you know because if you say it's a clairvoyant evening or a psychic evening then you you might um, I don't know trace description you know can can you prove that it's it's that. I'm hoping that, well, of course, <laughs> the phrase I'm just about to to, to put out there will probably put more people off than, than the other because it's probably and more realistically a demonstration of non-local consciousness because in, in certain cases I feel the medium picks up on the energy of the person uh, in the audience um, and yes, they may well and, and Often do pick up probably more than <laughs> more than, than than normal, if you like. Well, what you know, I'm trying to say, uh, pick up on on real communication. But, but the the point is that would be more scientifically correct. And, and you know, the, I think the government is 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 wanting us to um, say this is for entertainment purposes, and that's dreadful because it's not for entertainment. It's it's for um, widening people's spiritual experience, for bringing them comfort. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the the naming makes a difference, as you say. So I'll pass it over to other people.
0: Yeah, thank you, Jamie. And interestingly enough, on that um, mention there about this is for entertainment purposes only, we had Lynn Gibb de Swartzum recently, and she took up on that mantle, and she had gone down the route of writing to MPs, Uh, About that very phrasing. And the actual response was, and this is from government, that that is not a requirement. That is just something that somebody somewhere has picked up upon. And it's suddenly, it's a bit like an urban legend, it's suddenly become everybody's cup of tea. But Lynn, bless her heart, she was there and she was holding the letters up to the camera to enforce that point. But I digress. Lovely Mary. How are you, my darling?
2: Very well. Thank you, Lawrence. You know, I'd love to just back up exactly what you and Jamie were saying there and, and your reference there to the entertainment industry because everything has to be so glam and glitz now, you know. And I know in Ireland, when there's any psychic fairs or psychic events, it is brought into a hotel um, where people buy tickets for quite a lot of money and there's hundreds of people there. And it's really a circus, to be honest. And this spiritual aspect of being set in a church in Ireland isn't really a common phenomenon like it is in the UK. So it's more one on one, client to client. Um, but I, I have to say, I do take a grave offence to that word entertainment purposes only. I, I just find it it is so insulting and you see it in the backs of spiritual magazines and it's just entertain you know, for psychic chat lines and all of this. And it's always entertainment purposes. And I think that's very undermining to people who are really looking for genuine guidance and genuine care and genuine healing and genuine leadership. And, you know, it's really trivializing the work that the Spiritualist Church does when it's put down as an entertainment because it's anything but an entertainment. It's a very genuine, in my opinion, sincere and serious enterprise. and and definitely deserves respect and you know the backing of the government but as regards churches in general I think and young people I think the idea of any institution is is kind of a a very great deterrent to young people because they feel it is sort of a medium of you know control and bullying and you know kind of that there's structure that they can't push the, the, the boundaries of. And I, I think if we can get young people, as Marian said, like children being excluded, you know, we really do need to get the young people involved and, you know, and, and bring it in, and not as an, an entertainment, but as something that's not to be feared, something to be engaged with. And an awful lot of children being born now have incredible spiritual skills, but have no leadership and lack the direction, you know, and their parents would have had that very great fear factor um, you know, uh, it's kind of a daunting experience, or you're—it's woo-woo, and you know you don't dabble in that kind of thing. And it would be lovely that if it could be promoted in such a way that it's—it's it's as natural as breathing to engage with spirit. It's as—it's as natural as thinking and as just general living that it's part of your life, and, and is a wonderful tool to be used to heal and to grow and to change people's lives. But definitely addressing the entertainment aspect of it, I personally think it's it's quite offensive, really, and, and disrespectful. And it, it causes me great hurt and confusion when I hear it described like that, mm-hmm. you know. So hopefully, you know, if people can get young people involved, even, you know, kind of creating a new organisation from the roots up to embrace the youth and, and bring on the young people, it would be wonderful. It would be lovely to see that happening.
0: Brilliant, and that leads very nicely into the next part of that topic which we'll come to in a moment, Um, a lot of people commenting. Thank you so much everybody out there for listening and attending. Uh, We have Denmark, America, Newfoundland and all over the UK in the room tonight, so yeah, I knew this topic would be very close to people's hearts. A few comments coming in here. Jackie Davis. I think some people won't take children to a spiritualist church for the fear of them getting frightened. That is a point of view. Tony Goswell, a lovely local medium and has helped uh, us at Paul enormously by chairing services. So personally I'd love to have children in the church, but some of the older generations say they're unable to hear if you have a child speaks. I think that we have a good spread of ages, but young people need to live their lives and have life experiences to broaden their minds. Very fair point. Lovely Jack from Denmark. Refreshing. In Denmark, we are welcoming kids at the services. It seems like they become calm when in the energy. And in the end of the day, there is no disturbance, only energy. What a wonderful, and looking very dapper in your hat there, Jack. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I find that fascinating that uh, different cultural uh, backgrounds give different results. So Jackie White, lovely Jackie White, who runs a couple of groups online and uh, she has given me a lift a couple of times, go and serve a church. So Jackie's all right in my book. <laughs> And again, you know, even for my psychic suffers, I've been told by a friend of ours that we have to say it's for entertainment. I think that topic actually bears out a lot of investigation because as I said, Lynn Gibbs schwartz did pull out the letters from her MPs saying that is wrong. You know, the you know, there's something that's just been we're seeing it at the moment, aren't we? With COVID restrictions. They're putting these out, all these guidelines, and people are reading it all totally differently. People, is, you know, one energy, but coming up with a different excuse, uh, different reason. So we have two hands up in the room. Kyle, we have not heard from you yet.
4: Yeah, uh, I, f- I just think it got missed when my hand were up. Um, I want to go back to that um, entertainment purposes only. The thing is there um, the churches have more protection in relation to the legislation. So it's good that you've told about the MP but in the industry itself the act of the fraudulent mediumship act which sir winston churchill placed into place since helen duncan's case was reappealed in 2008 and replaced by the consumer protection from unfair trading regulations and that did state in the act of asking if your clients are vulnerable. Um, stating it's a scientific experiment or for entertainment purposes only so outside of the churches it's more of a minefield with things like that but in the churches but the question really is is does anyone have like any worries with the if that ever came onto the churches because spiritualism as a whole is a very unique religion
0: Good point, good point. And I, I do like that phrase. I'm a lot more comfortable saying this is for scientific purposes. I think that's a great pr- phrase to say. Ewan, sir. Yes,
3: it was, it was two quick points. Um, and one, um, we're talking about Parliament there. And um, in days gone by, I mean, Parliament has various groups set up within it, all, parli- all party parliamentary groups and cross-sections and things. And there was actually one on spiritualism going back. In, in years gone by, that's my wee daughter here. But there was one on spiritualism going back. And and I agreed with Tony as well when he was talking about children um, broadening their experience and life experience here. And I think that's something that's happening, because I think going back to certainly my generation when we were young, and naturally parents want to protect their children. Death is not a pleasant subject. It isn't. And it's very much protecting, it's hushed. I mean, I remember the days of going to visit an aunt and and it was very much, don't mention your uncle. Well, why not? <laughs> but these days I think have kind of changed um, quite largely is the that, that folk are starting to talk about life and and death and folk dying, especially to children of a younger age. So I'm hoping, and, and I believe that certainly, you know, um, it's much more. Parents and folk are, are much more easy talking to to about their to their children and everything. So um, it might be again that that interest is sparked. That interest comes in, and we we spoke about science with science looking at things and looking at you know near death experiences and all these investigations and everything. You know, science used to flatly say no. But now it's almost like I think someone put it. It's like the, the 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 believers and the skeptics are almost coming out into this no man's land and having this little bit of a football game, so to speak. So we're, we're kind of addressing it, and I think that's
0: good. Brilliant, brilliant. You, you read, Jamie, I knew you put your hand up there, Jamie. <laughs>
5: Well, uh, yeah, not really going on about the near death experiences, although, as you know, I'm, I'm full in favour of, of talking about that because that sort of thing makes it um, okay to talk about it. And I think that's the taboo we've got to break because um, death isn't necessarily an unpleasant subject, it's inevitable. Um, but uh, if we could all just talk as if it is normal because it is, um, and this is why we need children and young and all age ranges in. Um, so that they can see and feel comfortable with it. So you know the, the big question and the big task is how do we attract more young people and how do we break this taboo? Um, so so and as no doubt there are loads of people um, listening in and watching in. You know their comments might be really helpful in those in those circumstances. So, so I'll I'll shut up again.
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. Thank you, Jamie. Mary, my darling. Where are you? There
2: you are. But to follow through there on what Jamie and Ewan were saying about involving children, and just the earlier remark there, some of you saying about children being frightened, but actually, I don't think we give children enough credit for just how smart they are. My son could see spirit at the age of two, and he was very okay with it, very comfortable with it, and most children can see spirit. And it's really our fears as adults that we put them across on children and so you shouldn't see that. Kids will have, you know, their imaginary friends. That's the, they are seeing spirits. They will see the dead will come and visit kids because they're so open and they don't have any judgments or barriers. Children are generally not at all afraid of spirit, and you know they will have other mystical characters, elves and fairies and unicorns and all kinds of spirit with them. They're coming in as crystal and indigo children, so they're they're vibrating at a very high level. So it's us as adults have to actually engage with the children's spirit and keep it open and keep it normal and keep it natural and allow children to have the channel to express themselves and not put our fears and our worries and say, oh, you didn't see it. That's just your imaginary friend. When actually they are seeing spirit and we as adults need to respect that our children can teach us possibly more than we can teach them. And, and to be open-minded to, you know, the intelligence of our children and the nature and the spirit. I've learned more times from my son than he's learned from me. And I come from generations and generations of healers. And even still, it's the generation after me seems to have more power. My son can see the color of people's souls. He can see spirit. He, he's a really gifted young man, much more even than I am, because He doesn't have the kind of the hang ups that I would have had from the previous generation's fears, whereas I'm incredibly open about it. And that gives him permission to work with his gift and to be even more open than I ever was. So I would invite parents not to be afraid. Godparents, teachers, mentors. If children say they saw a fairy or they see spirit, speak to them, develop their skills, ask them. What do they see and make it a very normal conversation and, and, and really keep it as natural as if they just met their neighbor down the road because death isn't to be feared. It's just a veil. It's a change of energy, a change of state. If you're not to be afraid of somebody in this life, why would you be afraid of them in the next one? And You know, you, you take the fear out and make it very natural and healthy and normal for people. And that's what I would invite people to do, to begin at the grassroots in the home and, and once you kind of change that social attitude in your own cosmos, then the rest of the world will begin to change as well. And that's how right. I feel about
0: it. Yeah, lovely. Thank you, Mary. Absolutely lovely. So, the, as I said, this leads nicely on to the second part of that about... <sighs> we are establishing now and it's quite common in a few of the comments coming up here about the arising conflicts that we see within our churches this is a sadly a common event but it's not just our churches it is many other churches as well orthodox we must remember and balance that point of view so from the spiritualist churches and centers point of view could we look at say uh once a month I see some of the Orthodox churches around here. I don't know if it's general, but they have something called a messy service where the kids come in and they sit there coloring and stuff like that. But the service still continues, but in a much changed energy because it's that family grouping. So what do the panel think about, you know, churches and centers at least thinking, okay, you know, let's let's try this. Let's make one service a month or every two months or whenever. Whenever, and just really focus on that more of a family gathering. Oh, that's a nice title for it. Family gathering time. Anyone got any thoughts on that? Lovely Marion.
1: All right. Um, I think that would be a fabulous idea, but I don't think my sister would be quite happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think it's wonderful with the kids. I love working with the kids and I think their energies are amazing. And I mean, that's why I, I can't understand why there's this fear factor as well. Um, what there, As Mary said, it's the adults that's got the fear factor that pass it on to the kids. The kids aren't frightened at all do you know i mean any children i've spoke to about or young people i've spoke to about spiritualism not that i any if it comes into the conversation what i do um and i'll say that i talk to people that's passed on and they'll go oh, you're talking to dead people i went mean, no i'm talking to people that are alive um and they accept that it's amazing what the kids do and and can, can I also mention that at this present time um, in the secondary schools the kids are taking an interest in spiritualism but they're mm. looking at the crystals and they're looking at the tarot cards and all that, I know that's kind of deviating a wee bit but there's awakening at this present time with the teenagers and if we could only get them into the churches whereas they're doing it online, everything's online. Um, But I just think the kids' energy is fabulous, and I I would love to be part of that. I would be down helping them colouring and drawing anyway. (laughs) But but yeah, I I can't, and I I don't want to sound negative, I can't see it happening in our church, uh, to be honest with you, Um, at this present time. I can't see it happening, but I think it would be a fabulous thing. and Church would be great. I mean, Arthur Finlay could do that. They've got more rooms than us. But uh, (laughs) I think it's a fabulous thing. And if you want your kids to grow up um, being spiritually aware, you have got to start off when they're young. Yeah. Yeah, That's the only way you can do it.
0: And as I said, the, the other side of that coin is it's not only the kids coming in, the kids are coming in with their parents. Yeah. You know, and the pet, because the Mm -hmm. parents want to be part of that as well. They want to bring, introduce uh, their children to spiritualism or spirituality. You know, the whole premise of the idea, which is beautiful. One of the current trending hashtags on Instagram, because I'm getting right into this stuff now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is spirituality. And there's Mm -hmm. something like 18 and a half million posts about it. Mm hmm. So, you know, yeah, people are into that.
1: I, I think going back to when I first started, I didn't know a lot, a lot about it, even although my, my papa was involved in it. And it all boils down to the fact that children were seen and not heard. So basically nobody discussed anything in front of, of us children, whereas nowadays it's different. Mm-hmm. As Mary said, the kids can tell you an awful lot. And and I think that's where we've got to change as, as adults. I think the, the problems lie with us. Yeah. You can shoot me down in flames if you like, no, but I really uh, do, really do think the problems lie with the adults.
0: It it does, because the adults are the ones who are running these churches and centres, yeah. and they are the ones that have got to be brave or th- at least consider these opportunities. Jamie, sir, I saw you had your hand up there. Okay. Thank you, Marion.
5: Well I think there are various issues um, uh, going on here really because um, if you look at a traditional spiritualist service it's essentially based upon a uh, church service perhaps I don't know 50 years ago Um, if you then look at the effects that happen to people who do have near-death experiences generally speaking they turn away from orthodox religion they do become more spiritual therefore Perhaps we ought to be taking those things into consideration because with youngsters being spiritual, they don't want to go and sing, sing rigid hymns. Now, you've got a dilemma because the, the um, older generation, the generation that have been so used to coming in are going to be upset if you change the service, but um, the future has to be for the younger children. It's almost as if we need to be... Okay, mediumship pulls people in, so that's got to be a core activity. And that's really why they're there. But um, it doesn't have to be the only activity. Um, And it's almost as if we ought to be doing the religious side as a sort of byproduct of doing spiritual things. What I've always wanted to aim at, but haven't got anywhere near it yet because we don't have enough volunteers, is actually to have a center that does spiritualist things, looks after people spiritually, um, looks after people physically. You know, Um, if, if you could have the funding, coming in from members or wherever donors, you know, so if you actually start to um, lead by example and do spiritual things and have mediumship and do meditation and development groups, um, those was a thing, on Netflix, I've forgotten the name because I wasn't, I'm not prepared for this meeting, but it was something like Supernature or, super, um, it, it, Dean Radon's in, involved, but they were teaching children. Uh, To use their psychic abilities when they're young. Uh, And you see, that's the whole point. We we are getting meditation in schools, but it's the start. So it's really hopeful. But you know, this is what we need to be doing, you know, getting young children who who, uh, haven't been had this educated out of them, helping to develop their abilities, but our 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 services have to be all inclusive and, and you know actually address the things that people want um to come for because no good putting things on if people don't want to come
0: (laughs) most definitely most definitely I agree 100 percent there I would uh just slightly slide away on one topic that you had there about the mediumship side of it um I would here at Paul we will be starting doing a healing service to replace one of the mediumistic services because I, my feeling, my thoughts, and if the committee are le- here listening and they want to kick me out, please do. Um, <laughs> is going forward that I, I want to actually try and pull away from this non-stop mediumship display that we are seeing. You know, it's um, mediumship is one aspect on the hand of spiritualism, but as, as the only that's the only finger that we keep showing. You know. I just I think there is more scope and linking in with what did I call it the family gathering thought Would you need mediumship in as part of that sort of service when it is a family time of coming together of having uh some philosophy some education some of the background to spiritualism different aspects of spirituality being talked about because people. Are, We're coming out into a world now where everybody's had their mortality shaken, and a lot of people now are just sort of like not where they were two years ago. Two years ago, we didn't think about it. You know, we just got up, worked, ate, drank, went back to bed and repeated. But we're coming out now into a time where people's mortality, the whole essence, the very meaning of life itself is raising questions and i don't believe that those questions will be answered by offering just a non-stop message go round which is what i call it and i'm not being disparaging mediumship is vital is very important but it is one part of our wonderful understanding you in sir shoot me down in flames please do <laughs> Ewan, you you've muted yourself. We're in that generation.
3: That's better. I hope you can hear me. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> I loved earlier when you spoke about the Instagram, the hashtag, and about the amount of spiritualist followers now on spiritualism. And I think you hit the nail on the head because you know the last year has affected absolutely everybody. And two years ago, we never ever thought this was going to happen with the whole COVID and lockdowns. So and, of course, people have lost their freedoms. Uh, people have had to shield and, and suffer from loneliness. And people, of course, have lost, you know, people that have passed. And I think that's right. I think we're we're starting to value life more, look at the meaning of life more, and looking at the the, the spiritual self and trying to, make the best in life we can, and that's where spiritualism comes into, the philosophy, the healing, and the mediumship, and I think where the important part of the philosophy is is that certainly, you know, the encouragement that's been given to people, and, you know, we've all tried to do this, but through poems, through stories, through philosophy, to try and give folk that little bit of hope, that little bit of encouragement, and... You know, we're in the days where this can be done through social media, Zoom. If this had all happened 10 years ago, I I really hate to think, you know, um, the amount of of suffering that really would be be happening because this gives people uh, um, communication with others and, and we can talk and we can look at spirituality and we didn't have that 10 years ago. So... You know, I think we're at that point where spiritualism going ahead. um, There's a lot more people that's looking at it, interested in it and want to explore it. And I think like the others were saying, we've got to give those opportunities
0: for adults, children, everybody. Brilliant. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Ewan. Mary, my darling, you had something to say.
2: Really, in reference to a very holistic approach to spiritualism, that, it, you know, it's it's not just, as you say, in mediumship, but it's actually a whole way of life and it's a mindset and definitely the last year has really brought into question the meaning of life and you know the simple things that are of massive value to people now communication a hug I saw a couple hugging on a beach today near where I live and I thought oh my god like what an unusual phenomenon to see two people hugging uh, you know when before a year ago it was the most natural thing you wouldn't look twice at it and how precious such a communication is and you know like that Bringing your spiritualism into your life is how you look at nature, how you look at your family, how you look at your neighbours, how you look at your children, your partner, your society, everyone, you know, and how, like really in this work, it's really the power of the word and the difference you can make to somebody's life with the power of your word and manifesting that through God and through spirit, in you know, through yourself as a conduit, as a facilitator of the word of God, of spirit, of a message of you know healing and confirmation and maybe redemption, even in some cases, and definitely as Ewan was saying, like this last year, the loneliness that people are experiencing, and even I, I know you know how we celebrate death, and in Ireland we celebrate death very well the Irish wake is famous and you know you know I mean 500 people to a funeral isn't you know abnormal it's you know and we laugh and we cry and we drink and we celebrate and we tell the stories and we really honor spirit you know in our culture and that has been robbed from us now and you know people are talking about having memorial services but I think really as as mediums and as spiritual you know activators really we're going to be very, very important going forward and more people that engage with this, the more, you know, that that becomes part of a way of life because to be able to bring in the messages now, because nobody could celebrate the death of that person. And I know it's a strange thing to call it a celebration, but it is an acknowledgement of the person that's lived and that's crossed over and passed on. And I, I do believe that as conduits, as facilitators, mediums and spiritualists and the spiritualist ch- churches will be more important than ever and really really needed uh, to offer you know guidance to offer answers because a lot of people are left they're the far side of the world they can't come home to celebrate you know to celebrate the funeral or you know share in the stories of their mother or their father passing neighbors can't you know come and you know shake hands in a house and bring a, a cake or whatever that they would have done before and, you know, people are kind of going to be in this great vacuum and will definitely be looking for leadership. So I think it's going to be a massive opportunity for the spiritualist churches to really, you know, bring great positivity and connection with those who have crossed over that they couldn't, you know, pay the respects to. People will be looking for answers more than ever. I, I think this is a huge opportunity for this work.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree totally there. Before we go on to the next topic here, I need to catch up. There's uh, a lot of comments coming in. So thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. These evenings are uh, supported by everybody out there as well. Uh, Very briefly, Joanne Davis, who's putting in a lot of comments. Thank you, Joanne, for being so active. Uh, talking about demonstrations in hotels and the Mm. actual introduction to the idea of spiritualism that they may offer. And that is a very fair and valid point that people may go to a demonstration of mediumship in uh, a hotel and it wouldn't enter their minds to go to a church or a center locally. It would be beneficial, you know, if all mediums in the perfect world, if all mediums when they're working included some essence of education uh i do see some of the stage mediums the name mediums saying you know if you've enjoyed tonight please go and investigate your local church go and investigate your local center find out more and just a simple thing like that can make a huge difference and yeah also, some younger people like myself can find churches very oppressive and dogmatic, and I do agree there. There are instances where, the, for instance, the music being played, and especially at this time where we can't sing hymns, some of the music being played is, you know, and I'm not being disrespectful. It's absolutely fine if you're 75, but if you're 25, you're just sat there thinking, what the hell is this, you know? So, you know, it's being aware of those things and putting yourself in the position of somebody not of your generation to come in. So thank you, Joanne. Jan Denham from Brixham. We love Jan. And I love Jan even more because not only do they welcome children and babies, they also get cake. I mean, how fabulous is that? <laughs> that, that would solve everything. Just make sure that we get demonstration of mediumship and cake Bingo, you've got it. (laughs) Uh, Lynn Clark, one of our healers. A lot of psychic fairs are more about giving messages and fortune telling. Very true, there is that aspect that comes in. And often pubs where alcohol is served. That's interesting because one of our local name mediums was doing a dem in a pub for the first time. And afterwards, I spoke to him. He said, I'm never working in a pub ever again. He said, the energy in there, he said, I'm never, ever, ever doing that again. And he was very true to his word. So, yeah. Uh, And yes, it is a more spiritual environment within our churches and centers, or at least it's meant to be most of the (laughs) times. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Sue Townsend. Do you feel we need a way to help young people to develop an understanding that they are spirit in human form and that all of nature is spirit too? Yeah? I'm sorry to be glossing over some of these comments, everybody, but uh, time is always against us. But, yeah, very good points there, Sue. And, again, that would be encompassed by embracing uh, a spirituality aspect. And I'm not saying, you know, to anybody out there, change all your services, you know, just discard your regular congregation's remarks. But I am saying, you know, there is scope out there that you could do one service a month on a totally different vein, a totally different energy to what you do. And a very common thing said is, if you don't put mediumship on, nobody will come. My view on that is, number one, how do you know? And number two, all right, maybe with your current congregation, it wouldn't appeal to them. But how's this for a thought that you might be welcoming in another type of congregation who actually don't want to come in for the messages? They do want to sit there and talk about stuff. They do want question and answer sessions. So, yeah, the Reverend Nick Brown going back to entertainment purposes only mediumships operating a panel. well all spiritualist activity is protected ah right okay so that's a nice clarification so this um entertainment purposes only is if you were operating if i were to do a night of mediumship down the art center then i am not operating within a spiritualist church or a religious aspect so then i would be coming under the consumer protection laws, although I will adopt Jamie's uh, saying there about a scientific experiment, because I think that's a great thing to say. I think that's absolutely wonderful. Uh, Where else, where else, where else? Do, do, do. Right. Yes, so thank you, everybody. Uh, Apologies if I've missed any of your comments. Um, But as you can see... The time is against us. Joanne Davis here is saying about uh, as a working medium then, Joanne, thank you. She's saying she serves churches. And sadly, many people do not want philosophy, including the presidents, as the philosophy is often offered is often poor. Now, that's quite an interesting um, angle on things. Definitely. But that brings us nicely into our next element of tonight. Do you know what? I think I've created a monster here because these nights really need to go on uh, because there is just so much to talk about. But the other aspect I would like to get in tonight is the online, the virtual experience of our movement and how we've experienced that in the last year and the continuation of it. So, Kyle, would you like to chip in there, please?
4: You know, um, the technological side, I've had um, a year in the churches and a year on the Zooms, and I found a lot of comfort within the Zooms, you know, speaking to people, because you've got the energies in your own home, you don't feel you're outside at box. I mean, a lot of the people fear along these days is the unknown, and um, with the Zooms, I think there's less restrictions, but people should still be, like, polite, like, you know, rather than making a bit of a dinner while they're on a church service. I mean, that's something I don't really agree with, but it's like what Phil Shaw's just saying in the comments here. Some churches don't even want trance at all because I've had it in my local churches. The reason why they won't allow trance in an open circle is because um, it'd scare people too much. I mean, is that valid enough? I mean, it's human nature to uh, fear the unknown, but if you embrace the unknown, walk into the abyss, you'll find out that spirit is unconditional love there's a lot of purity and light in the realms of spirit that it can offer and uplift people so i I would actually promote uh, these things and bring start bringing them back you know like there was physical mediumship in times of silver birch and there was more transfiguration there was more trans i I really feel like we need to start luring these more in but with the zooms we're actually seeing more evidential Media towards the world I mean I have my own Thursday groups and it's good to have a platform where you can record trans Q&As and give all this spiritual knowledge out to the world so yeah I definitely see the importance in it but I also see a great deal of importance in keeping the churches open yeah. because of the physical energy the churches are very important and I would suggest everyone support their local churches
0: yeah no this good points there Carl thank you Would you say that your uh, experience of spiritualism is different, and I'm not degrading the the real-life church, but with the online experience, we've had so much more opportunity to do exactly what we're doing tonight and talk. You know, we've not logged in tonight to sit here for somebody to go uh can you take your mother in spirit and again i am not degrading that at all but i'm just showing that comparison that actually people are engaging their mentality their understanding their knowledge their education and that's grown i think vastly over this year because there's been so many topics out there being talked about that you could never ever ever have touched upon by attending a church regularly every week So would you say that the online experience for say as an educational tool is going to be quite uh, an important factor of spiritualism going
4: forward? Yeah 100% to be honest Lawrence like I've been able to bring my family who's never been in a church before straight into the zoom rooms they've gone out and they've been healed they've been cleansed now they're going to want to know more about spirit just from the access of this big platform you have on the technology so Yeah, I would definitely promote like this because at the end of the day, people in the churches and it's like they have to get home, they have to cook the teas, they have to get ready. But when you have the Zooms, it's the extra time. You can learn so much more about spiritualism just from talking to them, you know, talking to people on the Zooms after the circle's over and having these after chats. The after chats are usually one of the bestest things you can have to develop spiritually. I mean, we've had our after chats ourselves, Lawrence. And they've been quite yeah. magical, like with Spirit for Spirit. And so I, I would definitely promote it. Like, definitely, that is a really important aspect.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. Anybody else would like to say anything on that? Love you, Ewan. No, you've muted yourself, Ewan, you so I can't help you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I managed to find the unmute button.
0: Yeah, I, I
3: think in, at, at the moment, and, and the Zoom and everything, we are reaching um, an audience and an audience, many people are not near a church, not near a center. They can take part in a circle. They can take part in meditation. They can take part in talks. So everything has opened out completely. And what we're going to have to do as churches and centers is cater for both. Now, we'll have to have the churches open. We do need them open and it's important, but we also need to have this online presence going forward. And I think there is one problem, and I keep seeing it more and more with the ease of social media, the ease of Zoom and things, and there's some fantastic speakers out there, some fantastic mediums and fantastic people doing talks and everything. On the flip side, there is a lot of rubbish out there. And I've seen it, and folk mediumship demonstrations and and training and offering certificates at the end. And I think yeah. and I think that's a problem. And we've got to always keep in mind that spiritualism going forward. We do have to be professional and we we'll have to do it spiritually minded as well. And and I think that is going to be a bit of a problem. I think it's going to be there because we can't filter it out as churches and things like that. We, we you know, and, you know, whether... I, I'm not quite sure what the answer is, but I've I watched mediums give an address and basically slag off another medium. Yeah. yeah. And I just think, you know,
0: <laughs> it's not good. No, I'm full agreeance there, uh, Ewan. Um like any energy you know if we if we deal with the fundamentals of this time it's all on energies and any energy can come in and be used by anybody so yes we are seeing what i call the ego mediumship programs you know uh coming in and you know, honestly some of them you're seeing like three and a half four thousand comments but the energy is like a bear pit it is really and again there is no underpinning, you know, you're online, you're, you're spreading the word of spirit, so why don't you bring in some educational side to it? Mm-hmm. Interesting comment here from the Reverend Nick Brown, I didn't know this. They've been broadcasting their services for over four years, well done Nick. And it really does allow people to see what we do, and those who can't make it still feel part of the- I agree fully because a lot of you will know Paul Church, we stream our services and now we have two congregations. We have the congregation physical and the congregation online. The lovely Joan who's in tonight uh, is a regular attender. Um, So yeah, the online is very interesting, but you're quite right Ewan, it will never replace the actual uh, coming to a church but I wonder if churches and centres will find this, that people, as they start returning, are, are going to find going back to the old formats not as fulfilling because we, the, the mind's been open, Different thoughts have come in. And if they come back to the churches and centres and it's still along these very rigid lines of what they always done, are people going to find that actually a bit hollow for them for want of a better word anybody had thoughts on that be brave come on put your hand up well done jamie (laughs) no No, that's it thank you
5: (laughs) yeah no we 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 use zoom as you know and um um when out of lockdown in the brief moments we've had we've continued to use zoom uh, as well as have people turn up now that's actually it's not quite like streaming and maybe streaming is the better option to simpler option because it because running zoom both in the center and doing mediumship you know just to the medium they've got to wear a headset uh, and yeah. sometimes the audience feel they, they they've been left out and sometimes the zoom lot uh, feel they've been left out so so, so it, it is a, it is an interesting um, problem if you like but yeah we've got we've got people from yorkshire um and who couldn't possibly turn up so um i'm keen that we continue to do the zoom but how we go forward is a different matter but i just want to say that you've been brilliant Lawrence because because these forum forums and the, the different ideas you you you've been putting on has been helping get this message out and you're right this this idea of spreading ideas education whatever is fundamentally important so um, so thank you
0: oh thank you Jamie um One church I know, Thundersley Church, they do a very interesting way. They start off by broadcasting the first part of the service live from within the church with the medium giving the reading and address. When they switch over to the mediumship, the online congregation have their own dedicated online medium to work with them and the medium who is in the church continues to work with the congregation physically there. Lovely idea, but one, one thing I, I do give a lot of thought to where we've been so fortunate to have so many people, including all you lovely people tonight, you know, giving your time freely as people start returning to work, start returning to life itself, you know, these these um, not options, what's the word? Opportunities. For people like yourselves to share this time are going to diminish, you know, in all fairness. And we've had some beautiful mediums on. Lovely Jack, who's in the room tonight from Denmark, has taken a couple of uh, services here. Uh, We had Frederick Heglin from Sweden on. We've, you know, it's just been awesome. But all these people will be returning to their work. So that pool of resources is just going to start to dissipate and dry up a lot i feel um, they're not going to disappear but certainly we won't have the availability of people and that's fine. that's absolutely fine More power mm-hmm. to their elbow so a lot of comments coming in there anybody got another comment to make read the online going forward mary
2: i think you know it's it has absolutely changed how we deal with each other and I personally would not have been a fan of online and now I absolutely love it. And I love that we can access anyone at any time all over the world, you know, and here we are, you know, in many different countries listening, the listeners are listening in, we're here having a conversation purely because of technology. And I, I don't know. I think I think an awful lot of people, even like working from home, say in regular jobs, um, really may not ever go back to the office again or to the, the retail store. I think it'd be like saying, well, here's the car, guys. You can't have we're now, because we have we used to have bicycles before the cars, you can only have bicycles, you're never going to be allowed to drive a car again. I don't, you know, people get used to it and, and this is a fantastic facility for people to be able to access very easy if they physically can't get to a church or to a medium in person, that they can access it on uh, the person and the service online and energy as you said, Lawrence, will travel down any any kind of facility, any conduit really. So I don't see it going away. I think it will actually make it very, very accessible. And as Kyle was saying earlier, especially for younger people, where online living is is really where they're at. their, their technical world is, is where they live, breathe and exist. And I, I think it's a, a really great opportunity for young people to come on board and make it very accessible for people. I don't see it going away myself, maybe for some of the older mediums who prefer the one-on-one, but I think anyone coming up along really will love just to stay online. And the thing with being online is you can be anywhere in the world and still offer wonderful service anywhere from a beach or the top of a mountain if you have wi-fi or your bedroom or your office so I, I think it's actually made the world very cozy and much smaller and more accessible for a lot of people now which i think yeah. is a plus
0: uh, yeah i agree totally mary and the flexibility is just awesome because uh, for example i'm not blowing the trumpet here but just as a way of example last Sunday's service, was very kindly chaired by Jack in Denmark for all the medium working in Hull. And, you know, I walk away and I just think, this is great. Tonight, with 30 minutes' notice, I have the lovely Jamie Aylward has made himself available to join us. You know, it's so flexible. It really is. But I think going forward, we need to uh, also adopt some decent policies of how we work online. And one thing I will say uh, is how, when we're running services, how we actually interact with our guest mediums and things, because I've noticed myself through personal experience of, you log in, you jump in the Zoom room, nobody says anything to you and they go, right, now tonight's Lawrence Savile demonstration of mediumship, over to you, Lawrence. And you're sat there going, okay. You know, you wouldn't do this in real life. You wouldn't have a medium or guest speaker come into your church and go, totally ignore them, and then just say, quick, get on the platform, it's your go. So I think, you know, we've got to generally build in an etiquette here as well of how we work with people and really show that appreciation about, you know, you're gifting that time. Or indeed, going forward, would there be possibilities there for some fee-based service? to take some events because people are earning a living from this but yeah there's great potential there and i will add there are a lot of churches who are extremely professional in the way that they treat and look after their online uh, workers so it's not endemic but there are the few examples and you just think hmm anyway what an amazing do you know what uh, hands up who thinks we should do a lot more of these? Yeah, honestly, because it's—I've got a list of things here to cover. <laughs> Not even scratch the surface. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I want to thank all of you for your invaluable support by being here tonight and your invaluable uh, input as well it's been very very well received by people watching because we we all do it don't we we all sit there with our thoughts and don't really express them but when you hear somebody else say it you just go hang on i've been thinking that oh that's good somebody else is you know in that vein of energy so i think tonight has been quite a significant night of some really just basic ideas to start working with to start taking out there and i can't thank you all enough i can't thank everybody else who has been contributing on the side i do apologize but you will see by the volume of um input that you've had online with us tonight it's been absolutely awesome thank you and do you know what i find that really encouraging I do, because it's not often we get that level of engagement from people viewing us online. So obviously tonight's talk has really brought out some energies and made people just have a little stop and think. So lovely. Jack from... I like Jack. I like everybody, but I like Jack. (laughs) I think once we have to remember that even when we are back to the normal stressful life... The online is an easy access. You won't use time for transportation, and for many people, it would be attractive, especially the youth, indeed. And I would add in the many formats as well. Uh, a lot of people might be aware that we, alongside a few other places, are now converting these talks into podcasts, which I think is awesome. Yeah, I really do, because... It's just something you can have on in the background and listen to. You haven't got to sort of like dedicate an hour to watch something. You can just pop it on your phone, listen to it on the train, down the beach, out in the garden. And when you listen to a lot of these talks, actually a lot more unfolds than the visual audio experience. So, yeah, what a great night. I'm so happy. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Mary, thank you. Marion, thank you. Ewan, thank you. Kyle, thank you. Jamie, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Apologies to your meditation group. I'm sure uh, it all went well, but thank you for stepping in at the last minute there. Thank you, too, to everybody out there. I really hope that uh, tonight has stimulated thought and given you ideas and things to take away. Uh, little seeds I think have been planted tonight in all fairness so thank you all have a pleasant evening everybody
4: and a very good night to you